The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today. The first thing that we need to do, we had this car that was too big for us, the payment was too big, and so we sold that car and we bought a car for cash, $750. That was all we could afford. We loved that car, we prayed over it, uh, we anointed it with oil about a quarter week. Robert Morris, along with Sheila Walsh, helps you learn biblical stewardship principles to live beyond blessed. Hi, I'm Sheila Walsh. Welcome to Life Today. As you probably know, last week and this week, we've been talking to you about um, Pastor Robert Morris's latest teaching. His book is called Beyond Blessed. And I have to tell you, honestly, I wish I'd read this book when I was 18. Um, I wish I'd read this book when I was 30. Sometimes when we talk about money and finances, particularly on television, you know, I, I know that sometimes we become a little suspicious, you know, and we flip through the channels. But I guess what I've begun to see with Pastor Robert's um, unique ministry and understanding of these spiritual principles is it's not about obligation. It's all about freedom, that God wants us to be free. You know, I remember when I was 19 years old and I was in seminary, I wanted to go with a youth with a mission team up to the Olympic Games that were being held in Canada. And my friend and I wanted to go and we had very little money, but I worked out that we would have enough, I, we, I could fly to New York and then we could get a Greyhound bus from New York to Montreal. So we did that and it was a fantastic outreach. We saw hundreds and hundreds of people come to Christ. But I realized that for coming home, I didn't have, I had my plane ticket from New York, but I didn't have the whole of the bus ticket. It was $60 to go from Montreal to New York. But on the last day, we had this beautiful big service on all the teams from around the world. And whoever was leading the service that day said, there are some financial needs among us and God is gonna meet those needs. And I thought, this is fantastic. I knew it was for me. I mean, I had $20, I needed 40 more. So I'm sitting there and we're all praying. And um, I was waiting for whoever was gonna suddenly come up to me and give me $40. And instead of that, I heard the Lord say, I want you to give that $40 to that guy over there. And I was like, Lord, I can't do that. Then I can't get home. But it was so compelling. So I got up gave the $40 and expected in the next minute or so, someone would immediately come to me and hand me everything I needed. And it didn't happen. And everything finished, closed down. And I'm packing my bag thinking, Lord, what do I do now? Do I hitchhike to New York? When I was called back by one of the staff and she said, oh, by the way, you overpaid and gave me a gift of $60. Well, stories like that are not just a random story for Pastor Morris. They are a lifestyle. So I want you to watch this teaching and I really pray it impacts you as much as, as it did me. Watch this. Okay, so let me tell you how this worked out in, in my own life and in Debbie's life. Uh, I got saved nine months after Debbie and I were married. And I heard a few months later, heard my first message on tithing and immediately we tithed and God began to bless us. Uh, I went to Bible college, 
And then I was a traveling evangelist. So I did not work at any church. I didn't receive any salary from a church at that time. I only received offerings or honorariums when I would travel and speak. And so while I'm doing that for a living, and um, the, the Lord spoke to me one day in my quiet time, and he said, I want you to get your finances in order so I can bless them. Now, I want you to think about that. That's a very important impression that I received from the Lord. I want you to get your finances in order so I can bless them. God cannot bless things out of order. And we have a stewardship department that can help you get your finances in order. So I said, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? Back then, I didn't know what to do. And he told me three things. So I'm going to tell you the three things he told me. He said, number one, get out of debt. Now, this means different things to different people. Different people have different convictions, okay? For us, we could still have a mortgage, uh, but we were not to borrow for depreciating items, only appreciating items, like a mortgage on a home. So we have a mortgage to this day, and we have had a mortgage, but we put it on a 15-year note, we do our best to pay it off, each, okay? So I just want you to know, because when I say that, I don't want you to, I want you to let the Lord apply it to you how he applies it to you, okay? So, number one, he said, get out of debt. So for us, the first thing that we need to do, we had this car that was too big for us, the payment was too big, and so we sold that car and we bought a car for cash, $750. That was all we could afford. So we bought a car for $750, but I, you gotta hear me, we actually loved that car. I mean, we loved it, because we were getting our finances in order. We loved that car, we prayed over it, uh, we anointed it with oil, about a quarter week, and, um, <laughs> and we drove that car. Okay, second thing the Lord said to me was don't manipulate. Don't manipulate. Now, I was in ministry, but a whole, whole bunch of people manipulate for money. And God never blesses manipulation. Manipulation comes from a root word that means witchcraft. So you, you cannot manipulate. You can't drop hints and expect God to provide for you. And so for me, I said, well, Lord, how does that work out? He said, well, when someone asks you to come speak, they say, what are your financial requirements for coming? And you say, pay our expenses and give us an offering. And some of my friends would actually say, pay, us, or pay our expenses, give, me, give us an offering, and the offering has to be a minimum of. I never even said that. I just said, whatever, just pay our expenses and give us an offering. Here's what the Lord said to me. He said, from now on, you say, I have no financial requirements for coming. By the way, this was about 30 years ago, and I still do that to this day. I have no financial requirements for coming. And the Lord said to me, I want to teach you who your provider is. That it's not how you arrange things, it's me. Now, again, other people, you can do things differently. Don't put this on, on you. Let the Lord speak to you what he wants you. So this guy calls me. I will never forget. First guy calls and says, uh, Robert, can you come and speak? I said, yes, we worked out date. He said, what are your financial requirements for coming? I said, I have no financial requirements for coming. And I remember he said, well, that's good because I don't even think we can pay your gas. Now, he didn't say pay your expenses, he said pay your gas. Let me tell you why that's important. We get in that $750 car, we start driving, it was to Oklahoma, we start driving to Oklahoma, I stopped to fill the car up with gas, I went in to pay for it, and the lady said to me, it's taken care of. I said, what do you mean it's taken care of? She said, because when you pulled in, God told me that I was to fill your car up with gas. And I went out and I got in the car and I said, Lord, I sure like doing it better your way than my way. And here's the third thing the Lord said to me, give. So he said, get out of debt, don't manipulate, give. 
Now, I have to tell you what happened. Uh, I, I said, Lord, uh, I said, Lord, um, I do give. I tithe. Now, I, please don't get offended by this. This is just the, what I, the impression that I got in my spirit when I said that. I said, Lord, um, I do give. I tithe. I felt like the Lord went. <laughs> I mean, that really. I, I mean, I kind of felt like it was like, <laughs> idiot. You know, I mean, that's what I felt. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? Lord, I do. I give 10%. He said, you don't give 10%. You return 10%. He said, the 10% is mine. And when you read the language in the Bible, if you don't return it, then you've stolen it. That's the language. I can show it to you in uh, uh, Joshua and in Malachi. Robbed and stolen. Those are the two words God uses. He used it. So I said, well, Lord, what do you mean give? He said, I mean give over and above the tithe. That's when you give. And I asked him three very important questions. I said, well, Lord, how will I know when to give? How will I know where to give? And how will I know how much to give? Aren't those important questions? Listen to his very simple answer. Here's what he said. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. My people hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And so I said, okay, Lord. So at, not long after that, I go to speak at a church. Now, you have to remember, the only salary that Debbie and I received was when I would go speak in a church and if they would give us an offering. And I said, you don't have to give us anything. So I go to speak for this church, and it's the only speaking engagement I have for the whole month. I only have one engagement that whole month, all right? And it's at a church with about 60 people in attendance. And I go and I speak at that church, and I said, I have no requirements coming. The pastor gets up afterwards. He tells the whole church that. He said, he has, he has no financial requirements coming. I want us to give an offering, and I want us to give a, a, a good offering. So they count it, and then they bring a check to the pastor. And we're standing like right here at the front, and the pastor brings me this check. And he says, look at this. Look at this. He said, we've never given this much. And he was so excited to be able to do that. And I looked down at the amount, and the amount was, an, was the exact amount of our monthly budget. Exactly. And it had dollars and cents on it. And you have to remember, at that time, we also had an office, and we had an, uh, an employee, a person that helped me to set up meetings, because some of the meetings I did were large meetings and were gathered churches together and things like that. And so I looked down and I remember thinking, this is my only meeting for the whole month. You told me not to ask for anything and God, you are so faithful. And while I'm looking at that check and thinking how faithful God is, I kind of glance up and I look over the shoulder of this pastor that's talking to me and I see at the back of the church a missionary that had just spoken right before I spoke, shared a report and this voice said to me, give him the offering. And I remember exactly what I thought. I rebuke you, Satan. <laughs> that's, that's not God. That's not God. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. That is not God. I remember, this is funny, I know, but I remember even saying, that's not you. That's not you. I know you, that's not you. You would not do that, God. And the Lord said, give him the offering. The whole offering, give him the offering. And I remember saying to the Lord, again, you just have to know that I talk to the Lord funny and he talks to me funny. I remember I said to the Lord, Lord, you're not thinking clearly. <laughs> this is the exact amount of our budget. We have no other meetings this month. You know, I, I preached a good message and you got all pumped up and you want to give to a missionary now, Lord. Of it. But this is, this is, you provided this for us. And the Lord said, give him the offering. Give him the offering. And then I remember the Lord said to me, I told you that I would tell you when to give and where to give and how much to give. I'm telling you to give right now to that missionary the whole amount. 
And so the sanctuary was clearing out by now, and I endorsed the check when no one was looking, folded it in half, and I went to the missionary and said, I'm going to give you something, but don't look at it until after you leave, because it was a very large amount. And I said, and um, don't ever tell anyone I did this, because I didn't want to manipulate in any way. I, I have, I believe now, I'm supposed to share these testimonies to help other people, but back then I didn't share any of these things that I was doing. So I gave him this offering, and uh, he, he you know, said thank you. And then Debbie and I walked outside, and there were some couples standing in the parking lot. And one of the couples said, hey, we're going to go get some pizza. Do y'all want to go? And we said, yeah, you know, because we're broke, you know. And so, yeah, <laughs> sure, oh, yeah, sure, we love going to eat pizza. So we go eat pizza with them, and there are six couples total. So Debbie and I and five other couples. The six guys sat on, if you see this in your mind, sat on one end of the table. The six girls sat on the other end of the table. Debbie's all the way at the end, on that end. I'm at this end, all right? These four guys started talking about something. They got in some conversation about football or something, you know. And then this guy across from me that I had met one time before, just once, I just met him one time, he just leans across the table like this, you know. And so I kind of lean across. I don't know what he's going to say. And he said to me, how much was the love offering? Just like that. And again, because I'm a numbers person, I knew exactly what it was. And so I told him the number. And remember, it was an offering, not an honorarium. An honorarium is with zeros. It's a round amount, like $250 or $500 or something like that. This was an offering that had, you know, dollars and cents on it. So I told him how much it was. And then this guy says to me, where's the check? Like that. And, and I know you're supposed to tell the truth, but I got kind of flustered. I didn't know what to say, and I didn't know why this guy was questioning me. And so I just heard myself say, Debbie has it. <laughs> and so he says to me, go get it. I want to see it. So I said, okay. So I get up and I walk down where Debbie is and I lean down to her and I said, how's your pizza? Is it good? Okay, good. You know, there's nothing else to say. There's no check. And so I go back, and again, I know you're supposed to tell the truth, but I don't know, why is this guy asking me this? Why is he questioning me? And I didn't want to say, in my heart, I didn't want to brag. I didn't want to say, we gave it to a missionary, and it's the only meeting we have this month. And I didn't want to say that. And so I just heard myself again. I said, it's in the car. <laughs> and he said, it's not in the car. So I said, where is it? <laughs> I mean, you know so much, pal. I, I just, I started getting frustrated. Why is this guy grilling me like this? What is, what's going on here? And this guy said to me, who, by the way, is now a member of our church and has verified this, this testimony. This guy said to me, you gave it away, didn't you? I said, yes. I said, how do you know that? I'd only met him one time before. I said, how do you know that? He said, because God told me. And he reached in his pocket and he pulled out a check that he had written before he came to the service that night. And I found out later, which I didn't even know, he didn't even attend that church. He just heard I was speaking and God told him, go give him this check. So he writes a check out before he comes. 
he holds this check out that's made out to our ministry and he holds it up like this. Now listen to me, before God in heaven, and this man has verified this, it was exactly 10 times the amount of the check that I just get right down to the penny. Exactly. He said, here. And he's holding the top of it and I reached out and I took the bottom of it, but he wouldn't let it go. <laughs> and I, I, I realized he, he wants to tell me something. He wants to say something. I now know he wanted to impart something. You do know there's a gift of giving in the body of Christ. There's a gift of giving. That's a spiritual gift. So I'm holding the bottom. He's holding the top. He looked right across the top of the check, right into my eyes, and he said, God's about to teach you about giving so you can teach the body of Christ. And he let the check go. Here's what came into my mind when he let that check go. I, here's what I thought. This is God's money. This is not my money. This is God's money. All of it from now on is God's money. By God's grace, I have had that thought with every check that I've received since then. And we've been very blessed financially because for some reason people buy the books that I write and so we've been very, very blessed. I still don't know why, but we've been very blessed. We've been able to give a whole lot to the kingdom of God. Isn't that a liberating message? I mean, that's it's beautiful. And it's not just a random thing. That is the freedom that God wants you and I to have. I honestly think I'm gonna I'm going to have to read this book over and over because I know that the principles that are in here are principles in God's word so that you and I can be free from financial worry. And not just that, there's such, I loved when, when Pastor Morris talked about the fact that it's not just the tithe. The tithe is the Lord's. If you're keeping the tithe back, you're stealing from him. But when we honor God with all our money, with our finances, then, then God in his beautiful way makes it possible for us to give and to give. And that's the joy. Money shouldn't be this great thing that we worry about or we stress about. We've been given, um, God has entrusted us with things so that then we can help other people. And I think for me, one of the greatest joys and the ways that we can meet the needs of other people is is through the ministries here at Life Outreach. And I've, I've talked to many of you on the road or you've sent me little notes on Facebook and told me how much those things mean to you. So here we are and we're moving into praying for the initial 200 water wells this year. Now that's not our whole goal. That's what we wanna start with. And I really believe if you and I join together, we can see God do something miraculous. There's so many areas in the world, and Africa in particular, where children are dying day after day after day, simply because they have no clean water to drink. I can't think of anything more devastating as a mom than to watch your little one die because he doesn't have clean water. We can change that. Watch this. Venerande's family will never be the same. While all of her children constantly battle illness transmitted through their only water source, her youngest, a two-year-old, was simply too weak to fight any longer. Despite his tender age and tiny size, 
the void he leaves behind feels immeasurable. Like so many areas in Burundi, there is no access to clean drinking water for this community. The closest safe source is too far away and very costly. So the village must rely solely on the Mpanda River, water they must share with livestock and also use for bathing and cleaning. Even medical help is largely ineffective because the only available water remains tainted. The danger is unrelenting, and Venerande is helpless to stop it. <laughs> Venerande and so many other mothers like her are praying for a miracle. It's the only hope they have for the future of their children. And you can help make it possible. I can't imagine, as a mom, praying and asking God to send help simply to have clean water to be able to give your children. Can you imagine, I don't know if you're a mom or a dad or a grandma or a sister, but if you suddenly went to check on your little one, and you know what they're like it too, you know, they're all over the place and they're full of life and getting into mischief and you have to keep an eye on them, and suddenly you discover that this darling youngest child the joy of your family has passed away simply because they drank contaminated water. It's so wrong and it doesn't have to be that way. And it's amazing when I get to go to Africa, I see the difference. I mean, I've walked on those dusty roads with so many mothers going to filthy water, just like you saw. And that's all the choice. There's nothing else they have. But I've also gone to villages where we've been able to put a well in and to see the joy in their faces. We call it water for life, because when we put a well into a village, do you know that it lasts for 70 years? That's like a lifetime. So our goal for this year, for the beginning of the year, is 200 new wells in 15 nations. Now how that kind of breaks down is if you were able to give $48, now most of us, if we budget carefully, we could do that. Do you know that that will provide clean drinking water for 10 people for the rest of their lives. $144 will give 30 people, that's like, you know, seven, eight, nine families, clean water for the rest of their lives. Now, some of you may be able to actually give enough for a whole well. $4,800, when you think about it, that's not much to drill and put a well in that will last for 70 years. And that will provide clean water for an entire village, a thousand people. Now. Here's what I want to tell you, is for any gift at all, and this is our final week of offering this amazing book, for any gift that you give, we're gonna send you this Beyond Blessed book. And I honestly believe the principles in this book help us get our finances organized well enough so that we can give more 
and give more and give more. So please, will you join with us? Will you go to your phone and um, dial the number? Will you go online? Would you just give the absolute best gift you can? I know it's kind of the beginning of a whole new year, but isn't it a beautiful way to start a new year by being able to impact the lives? You know, I'm hoping to go back there soon and bring back stories of the difference it has made because you and I have joined together and said, we're gonna do this. So please go to your phone, go online, give the very best gift possible. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable, give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a new beginning for thousands of children and their families, a bright future with better health. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish the first 200 water wells of the year. Your gift of $48 will help provide water for 10 people. $72 will provide for 15. $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. And a gift of $4,800 will help sponsor a complete well. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beyond Blessed, God's perfect plan for no financial stress. In his new book, Pastor Robert Morris teaches biblical principles to help you reach your financial goals and start experiencing the abundant life without financial stress. We had been in debt for 20 years. We started applying these principles that, that are in Beyond Blessed. We got out of debt in 15 months. We had to learn how to make room, how to let go, how to be content with what we already had mm -hmm. to be able to give. Our lives have been transformed through the principles of handling our money and stewarding it the way God has, has directed us to do. This is the last week to receive Robert Morris' book. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, these are beautiful children, beautiful families that have come here to contaminated water sources. and. And, uh, you know, with your help, we're giving not only here in Africa help to people, but in countries all over the world where people are, are dying of diseases from contaminated water. We can drill wells in scores of countries if you would just help drill one well. Maybe you could drill a well or join one or two other people to drill one. But we need every person watching to do your part in helping provide families like this and children like this, water sources, non-contaminated water, clean water, in nations throughout the world. And every time we do it, we inspire others to join us. So would you be that source of inspiration and help by making the best gift you can today? Thank you so much. What a great way to start a new year with turning our eyes outward to helping other people, providing moms and dads in 50 nations with clean water for their children. And remember, with any gift at all, this is gonna be a blessing to you. Beyond Blessed by Pastor Robert Morris. I love the subtitle, God's perfect plan for no financial stress. That's a good way to start the year. So I just want to thank you so much. The lines are busy. Keep calling. Don't give up. So for, I'm Sheila Walsh. I'm here at Life Today just saying thank you and God bless you.
Tomorrow, best-selling author of The Blessed Life, Robert Morris, now takes you beyond blessed to find God's perfect plan for no financial stress. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.